Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Team Please podcast. I'm your host, Sarah. I'm so glad you're here if this is your first time listening. And if it is not your first time, welcome back. Thank you for coming back. I love you for coming back. Um, And if this is your first time watching visual, I have, um, I decided to record this and put it on YouTube um, just for fun, kind of like a test and see how things go. If I like doing it this way, we'll see. But I'm on video today as well if you want to check that out on YouTube. It's just the tea, please. That's my channel. As you can probably tell by the title, I want to make a pact with you this week, this month, and beyond. Um, And I want to kind of dive into routines that don't serve us anymore and making changes once we know what's not serving us anymore. I'm not the best at evaluating my habits. I'm a creature of habit. Who isn't? But I really like to stay in my comfort zone. I don't like to be uncomfortable. I really try at all costs to not be uncomfortable and that's not really going to help me get where I want to go. So I'll start by saying 29 is a very interesting age. I am 29. I turned 29 in July and uh, kind of in my first quarter of my 29th year and 30 is approaching and it definitely makes you think. Uh, society puts a lot of pressure on 30-year-olds to have the house, have the husband, have the kids, have the financial stability. Um, We just reflect on what we have, what we don't have, what progress we've made, and where we still need to make some progress. And I'm finding myself really leaning into that this year, and I want to continue to do that. One of my goals has always been to feel my absolute best, I've always been interested in quote-unquote optimal health. I think that's a complex state, optimal health, because there's so much that goes into it. There's so many aspects of life that would contribute to really optimal health, like your peak health in life. I wonder if it's achievable. It's probably not, (laughs) but I think there is room for improvement in some of these areas of my life that I'm noticing that I'm kind of holding myself back. I'm not making progress. I've made some progress and I'm kind of stagnant. I'm afraid to take that next leap because I don't want to change my habits. I've made it sustainable. I've made it this far. So that's where this conversation is coming from um, and what I want to talk to you guys about today. So kind of the structure of this episode, I want to talk about the three habits slash routines that I personally want to change and I'm committed to improving for the month of October at least. I mean, I want I want to cultivate these habits beyond the month of October, but I really want to drill down and get serious and disciplined about the changes I want to make for the month of October because I think it's helpful to have like a finite time when you're trying to implement a change in your life to really give it a shot, especially when there are things that are really made to make you feel better. I think if I stick to the things I'm about to talk about for four or five weeks, I'm going to get some momentum there and I'm more likely to integrate them into my life long term. So I'm inviting you to do that as well. But let me let me tell you what I'm thinking and kind of like where I'm coming from with all of this. Okay, one of the things I really want to change is my working out habits. I've made a lot of progress in this area over the last five years. Um, I work out regularly ish like 
I used to be really good at it and I was doing programs and I was working out every single day and I felt really good about it, but I still think I had an unhealthy mindset when it came to like skipping a day or struggling like do I need rest or do I actually just need to be disciplined and get this done? I struggle with those competing voices and I still struggle with those competing voices. Um, Let me tell you what I mean by the voices. Hopefully I'm not the only one with like a million voices in my head. But tangible example is I want to work out today. One voice says, you don't need to work out today. It's Sunday. Just take it easy. You can do it tomorrow. You need rest today. You don't need to make yourself uncomfortable and push yourself basically. And then this other voice is saying like, you're never going to get to where you want to be. You're not going to reach your goals. And you need to just get over it and work out even if you don't want to. And I think that both of those voices are valid. But when do you listen to them? I think a lot of it depends on what else is going on in your life at the time. You know, after my wedding, I was really, really burnt out. My central nervous system was completely shot. And I pumped the brakes on my workouts. I wasn't doing them consistently at all. And when I did work out, it was very, very light, like yoga or something like that. I wasn't pushing myself, and that did serve me for a time. So there's this dichotomy of voices in my head. One says, rest, don't worry about it. You have a lot going on. You deserve to rest. You don't need to push yourself. The other voice is saying, girl, get it done. You need to be disciplined. Which one do you listen to? I feel stuck in the middle of those two voices so often, and I think I'm not alone in that dichotomy. Maybe there's even like a third voice or there's just so many expectations put on us and our brains pick up on it. Um, So what do you do? Do you rest or do you work out? What's helped me with that is to acknowledge that I'm listening to one voice over the other. So if I am going to rest, I'm going to notice that I I made that choice. And then I'm going to see how that makes me feel. So if I didn't work out when I was in the middle of this debate with myself, if I should or if I shouldn't, and I decided not to, I am going to reflect on how that makes me feel, you know, at the end of the day or the day after. Do I regret not working out or am I happy that I decided to give my body rest? If you feel regret, then maybe discipline is what you need. And that's certainly like what I need at some points in my life. Other times I'm like, man, that was a good choice. I really needed to rest. Like yesterday, I just got back from a work trip all week long was being super social, just going, going, going. And I did absolutely nothing yesterday and it was amazing. I feel no regret for not working out, none whatsoever, because I knew that that's what I needed yesterday. But some days I do need to work out and I don't listen to the voice that tells me that I just need to get it done even if I don't want to. Um, So that's my advice. Listen to the voice and see how it makes you feel. So for me, I really want to stick to a routine where I'm working out four to five times a week doing cardio or strength and then at least moving for 30 minutes a day on the days that I'm not doing like a structured workout that is maybe like a little bit more intense. Another area that I've noticed that I would like to kind of get moving a little bit further on is my diet and nutrition. Uh, We're hitting like all the key ones here with like movement, nutrition and I'm going to talk about meditation in a little bit as well but with food I really love comfort food I love mac and cheese and there was a time where I truly believed that mac and cheese got me through 
especially after talking to Elizabeth Kristoff in the first episode of this season. Go back and listen to it if you haven't already. It's one of my top performing episodes because it's so spot on for where a lot of people are in their lives with burnout, central nervous system, and coping mechanisms that that we use. And they do serve us for a time. And so I truly believe that mac and cheese served me for a time because I did not have another way of regulating my central nervous system and comfort foods and, you know, like eating our feelings. That is a way to process and to regulate our central nervous systems. So there was a time that that did serve me because I did not have the tools to do it otherwise. Now I am kind of stuck in that habit. I'm eating mac and cheese, pizza, cheesy carbs are like my kryptonite. So that's my go-to. I'm eating a lot of dessert more than I want to. And that's the key. Not more than I feel like I should, more than I want to. It doesn't make me feel good to do what I'm doing. And the same goes for working out. This is not about shoulds and you should work out X amount of times a week. It's I'm realizing that I don't like what I'm doing for myself. And it is a healthy thought to think that. I truly don't feel like this is coming from a chaotic place where I feel like I need to do better and be the healthiest I can be because that's what society wants me to be. Like, it's not that. It's me taking inventory of my habits and recognizing that they are not serving me with where I want to be and how I want to feel. I just want to make that really clear because... I'm not trying to like make anyone else feel guilty for not working out and not, hello Rocket. (laughs) I'm not trying to make anyone feel guilty for not working out enough and not eating perfectly. That is not what this is about. I hope you get that. Okay, so with nutrition, I'm noticing again that I'm doing this stuff more often than I want to, eating foods that do not serve me well. They are not nutritious. I'm literally eating them because I'm overwhelmed and I want to feel comforted. Um, or I'm exhausted and I didn't leave myself enough time to prepare a nutritious meal and I'm grabbing something quick because I'm just starving. I don't want to do those things. They, again, do not make me feel good at the end of the night, the next day. They make me feel bloated. My body has a really hard time digesting dairy, so the fact that I keep eating dairy, I don't want to do that. I'm literally hurting my body when my body has told me over and over again, I can't process this. This is not good for us. It could be good for other people, but it's not good for me right now. So that's where I'm coming from with this conversation about nutrition. I really want to dial that back. I want to still have my mac and cheese because it's my favorite food on the planet and I can't give it up, but I could eat it way, way, way less than I do. And that's my point. The goals I have for my well-being are literally being held back by this temporary joy that my brain feels when I eat mac and cheese and cheesy carbs. That's not control over my life and that's really what I'm working to have. So what I want to do here is lean into the other healthy habits that I have formed around my diet and nutrition in the last five years. I eat mostly vegetarian and that feels good to me. I eat vegetarian probably five to six days a week And that, again, like feels really good to my body. I don't feel like I am lacking nutrients. I am substituting with full balanced meals. Right now we're actually using HelloFresh. This is a totally unsponsored plug for HelloFresh because 
Um, we just are living in a very chaotic time right now with the duplex renovations and just full-time jobs and the podcast. And there's just a lot going on and we don't have time to cook right now. Um, this is not going to be a forever thing because I would love to be able to have the capacity to meal plan and grocery shop, but we just don't right now. So for the last month, we've been getting the HelloFresh vegetarian meals and they're really good. I don't feel like I'm missing out. They're well-balanced. They're super flavorful. And that keeps me on track throughout the week. And then I might have like non-vegetarian meal during the weekends. Or like this last week when I was on a trip, I ate so much stuff that is not in my normal diet. And I sincerely regret it. I felt awful. Mainly, I just want to prioritize foods that I know my body responds well to. Nutrient-dense, balanced foods that give me energy, they give me brain power, they make me feel good. I need to do more of that. I'm always a in the middle person. I'm never, I'm not an extremist. Taylor, my husband, is a little bit of an extremist and he's like, okay, no sugar forever. Let's just cut it out right now. I can't do that. And same with dairy. Um, I know that that's something, again, that's not great for my body, but I, I'm not ready to give it up all the way. And I'm okay with saying that and I'm okay knowing that if I eat it, I'm not going to feel great. I just need to balance the overall lifestyle and make sure that I'm having more good days than bad. So concretely, I want to eat vegetarian six days a week and that's it. <laughs> six days a week eating like balanced vegetarian meals and I'm going to cut out dairy. Ugh, I don't even want to say that because I don't want to do it. I'm going to cut out dairy for the month of October and see how that makes me feel. Ugh. I do not want to share that just because it makes me so sad and I I don't want to listen to myself and I don't want to stick to it and I don't want discipline around that, which is all the more reason to do it, right? Okay, so that's my number two habit that I want to change. I'm kind of covering all the cliche wellness buckets because they are what help us feel good. So we have movement, we have nutrition, and this last one is mindfulness. Um, I am really kicking myself about this, kind of not really because I'm giving myself grace and I'm working to change that habit now, but um, meditation is something that we have all heard about, especially as someone who struggles with anxiety and depression. For me to know the science backed behind like meditation and what it can do for my brain, neural pathways, and just managing these things that I struggle with being anxiety and depression, it's free. I don't even have to go anywhere. I already have an app on my phone that could help me do this and I don't do it. That's crazy to me. I don't like that about myself and I really want to have a meditation practice. So for the month of October, the next four weeks, I'm going to wake up every single morning and build my meditation practice because it's something that I really think will help me. I've not given it a fair chance to see if it will help me. I'm pretty positive that like... I will have positive outcomes if I add a meditation practice into my life. I just need to do it. And I'm not commuting anymore. I work from home. I work from here if you can see me on video. Um, so I really want to take at least 30 minutes of the commute that I normally would have because that's still not even my full commute. I mean, it was taking me 45 minutes to an hour to get to my office now I just use that to sleep more and then get out of bed like at the last minute to go like stumble onto my desk. It's not a good way to start my morning. So I'm committing to getting up and using 30 minutes to wake myself up before I start the day and 20 minute meditation practice. I want to put that in place. 
jury's out on if I'm going to stick to 20 minutes up front. I'm definitely a tiptoer, meaning I like to tiptoe into new things. So I might start with five, 10 minutes first, um, but I'm going to wake up 30 minutes earlier to make sure that I can do that. I have a pillow. I'm going to have to like dismantle Rocket's bed tower. If you follow me on Instagram, you probably know what I'm talking about, but I have meditation pillows and Rocket's just taking them over. And that's a stupid excuse for me not to use them. He's a five pound dog. So I'm going to use those pillows. I'm going to create a space that I am excited to go to in the morning to connect with myself. And I think that will really help me. I'm ashamed that I'm like this wannabe wellness girl and I just can't meditate and don't have a a meditation practice but you don't need to be ashamed it's totally fine it's definitely fine that I don't have that yet um but it's something I really want to make progress in so that's what I'm going to do so now I want to challenge you let's make a pact to at least look at one you know I named three but pick one area of your life a habit or routine that you really want to change and let's freaking change it it's really hard I I again like because I'm looking at things from all angles I it's impossible to cover every aspect of why it might be challenging for you to make a change in your life there were times in my life where I could not even think about making another change for my my wellness or my well-being or healthy habits or something because sometimes we're in survival mode I was in survival mode for years and I didn't have the capacity. I was doing what I needed to do to get by and I totally get that. And if you are in that place, man, I feel for you and I'm here for you and come talk to me. Um, and maybe you can still make you know, baby steps. That's what helped me through, through my journey is freaking baby steps, one thing at a time, one foot in front of the other to make one small change. Momentum is a real thing. So if you do start taking those baby steps, momentum is going to it's going to build up. It's going to work in your favor. You just have to get the ball rolling. And then you'll see that progress can be made and progress can be made in other areas of your life as well. I can't speak to every situation I'm like sitting here trying to, but I hope that we can make changes together and that's really what I'm trying to do with this episode myself like media and putting myself out there putting my voice out there really helps me to be accountable so I would love to hold you accountable as well um come follow me at the tea please podcast dm me and let me know what it is that you're working on or something that you'd like to change whether it's one of the three that I named or if it's something totally different let me know I'm in a constant state of trying to be my best self and these are things that I've noticed that are just really holding me back So I'll tell you about a YouTube video that I watched yesterday, and I've watched it literally five times since finding it, Um, but it's Joe Rogan's Life Advice. It's called Joe Rogan's Life Advice Will Leave You Speechless, and I sent it to a mentor of mine um, because we're always like sending each other like motivational stuff like this, but man, it's good. If you haven't watched it or listened to it, look it up on YouTube and save it, (laughs) like watch it every morning. It's really motivating in an honest way. And one of the things he talks about is like acknowledging that maybe we are in a position that we're not happy with and maybe we do have to work jobs that we're not happy with and that don't fill us up and they are more soul-sucking than they are fulfilling. Um, I actually like my job now, but I've been in that position where I felt completely trapped. I still feel completely trapped in some regard because I have bigger visions for what my ideal aligned life would be for myself and I'm not there so I feel a little bit trapped because of that but one of the things he says is have some ideas do you have ideas of how you could 
improve that situation? What can you control? It goes back to that. It's something we've heard before. Control the things that you can control. If you have some ideas, in in my case, I have some ideas about my fitness and nutrition and mindfulness habits. I need to put attention towards those ideas. Feed them. Water them, he says. These ideas that you have, especially if they're in the name of your future and your well-being, invest your time in them. Small steps every day to put attention to it. You know, recognize that, hey, I wanted to meditate today and I didn't. Or I meditated and it was awful and I had like completely squirrel brain and I ended it five minutes early because I just couldn't stand to sit there any longer. That's okay. Like that is so much more progress than wanting to meditate and never meditating. And that's currently where I'm sitting. So I'm trying to take action. Now that I have this clarity on the plateaus that I've reached in my life and I know that I can get over them, but it requires time and attention and consistency. These are not like groundbreaking concepts things we've heard about before, very hard to implement, especially with all the other layers of life and what life can throw at you. And just, I'm getting emotional talking about it because I know how overwhelming life can feel. And I also know that small, consistent changes do make a difference. When I started working out consistently two years ago, it was to prove it to myself because I had tried everything else to feel good, to feel better except for like being consistent with my workouts and just other stuff like eating nutritious food, all the stuff that we know that we should do. I wasn't doing it and I was doing like anything else that I could think of to try and make myself feel better. And I was like, you know what? I don't want to be on medication. I'm not, again, like not knocking medication. I've been on it on and off several times in the last decade and it helped me and that's part of my journey as well. But I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to be on medication and I wanted to see if I could manage my emotions and my anxiety and my depression naturally. And in order to do that, like you have to give yourself a chance by implementing healthy habits daily that that work in your favor, that lift you up, give you energy, feed your mind, feed your body, feed your soul. That's how you get a real chance in life. For me anyway, that's like my biggest revelation. I'm definitely going on a tangent here. But I recommend this YouTube video, Joe Rogan's Life Advice Will Leave You Speechless, Best Life Advice. That's what the video is called. Go watch it and let me know what it is that you are working towards. It could be wellness related. It could be career focused professionally. Um, It could be anything. It could be wanting to connect with two people outside of your household every single week. It could be scheduling a coffee date. It could be sending a text. It could be spending quality time with your family. It could be spending 30 minutes reading a week or a day. It could be anything. Um, I'm going to be sharing my journey over on my Instagram at the Tea Please podcast to hold myself accountable and show you the steps that I'm actually taking to implement these changes that I want to be long term. I want them to be sustainable, which is why I want to do it slowly. And if 20 minutes, I'm like a squirrel brain and I can't sit there and meditate for 20 minutes, I'm going to meditate for five and increase every day until I get up to 20 minutes. I'm not going to put the pressure on myself. And I would just encourage you to take a look at the habits that you have, especially coming out of last year. I referenced last year and 2020 and COVID all the time because I'm still processing it. We had lost a really close family member at the very beginning of COVID. So going through that grief in the midst of a pandemic with 
just so many curveballs and working remote, so many changes and boundaries that need to be reset because everyone is now home. And a lot of coping mechanisms were put in place for me specifically because of last year. And I don't want to hold on to those. My biggest fear, one of them, is that I'm going to get to my old ages and have all of these coping mechanisms that I never looked at and never changed and they don't serve me anymore. I think leaning into these natural transition times, I'm 29, moving into 30s, that's definitely one. If you're not in 29, then it's fall. Fall is a great natural transition. It's distinct. I think it's more distinct than the transition from winter to spring, at least for me. Um, I love the fall transition. So lean into it. Look at what you can change, like the leaves on the trees. What can you change in your life that will give you new energy, new life? Can you get your head above water long enough to make a lasting change that will help you get momentum and traction on the path that you want to go? That is it for this week's episode. The biggest thing you can do to support your favorite podcast is to tell someone about it, whether that is sharing on your stories, telling someone offline, writing a review on Apple Podcasts. Everything helps so much. So I would love if you would do that for the Tea Please podcast because this is such a passion project for me and it continues to push me to be better. Oh, and I wanted to tell you one last time about the Conspiracy of Goodness Summit that is happening next week on October 10th. Um, It's a Sunday, so it is essentially like a goodness workshop with talks, interactive sessions, networking with people who have ideas and working to better our world, not focusing on the negative, not focusing on the problems themselves, but focusing on the solutions to big life problems like global warming, getting people in the same room to talk about important things. That's what it's all about. Um, There's a link in the show notes if you're interested in attending. It's next Sunday, October 10th, 1, 2, 3 p.m., I believe. Um, there's a little discount if you use the code to access the tickets. I hope you do. They're a great organization. We had Liesl, the co-founder, on the podcast in season one, talking about how the news narrative just sucks and we don't need to listen to it. We can do a lot to curate our algorithms and make them more positive. Like positive is not the only word I'm looking for, but they can really serve us better. That's like the whole theme of this podcast episode. What can serve us better? It is not the negative news narrative that we hear. It is the conspiracy of goodness. Check them out. Link in the show notes. They're such good people over there and I'm so happy to support them. All right, that's it for me. I will talk to you in the next episode. Have a great week. Have a great month. Let's freaking make some changes and continue on our way to our most fulfilling life. Bye, guys.